That's the Helsers. Good stuff. Outrageous love. Outrage. Do we look at God as as outrageous love? Mm. Mm. Reckless love. Just mm-hmm. crazy. Oh, out of is, that, is that song coming up? And if not, can we play it? <laughs> um, There's two to choose from. That's true. Yeah, I can't guarantee it. <laughs> no, but we do have some Josh Carroll's coming up. Awesome. Later, awesome. So, so that's good. All right. It is, oh, and, and Do It Again is coming up. So. Oh, sweet. From, from Elevation. Annie Hoodles, good morning. It's Risenstein. It's Victory 91.5. The other voice, of course, Ray Haynes, our general manager, who comes in on the Jewish holidays to teach on the feasts. And as we go into Rosh Hashanah beginning at sundown tonight, we will enter the year 5778. Wow. Big time. Big changes. All kind of interesting things. And uh, <laughs> I want to give you just a break uh, that's basically kind of lets you step in as if you, you maybe even grew up Jewish and would look at everything and go, oh, this is a little more comfortable. So usually I look at all the other parts of it, the more of the prophetic stuff, but you do need to... Um, understand just the basics of it as well so um in most homes you're going to hear more often referred to as yom teruah which is yom is the word for uh, the uh, day and teruah is a word you hear in a lot of different forms but it's the sound of that trumpet it means shouting it means blasting you can use it for singing you could use it for a lot of different things so Beginning tonight on Rosh Hashanah or Yom Teruah, there will be, if you go to a Messianic synagogue, it will be a noisy place because they will have (laughs) 100 blasts of the trumpet, of the various... Depending where you go, obviously, but uh, the that horn is going to fill up wherever you mm-hmm. are. There's dancing and eating. It's a real it's a real mm-hmm. celebration. If yeah. you've never been to one, it's worth going. Well, Leanne and I went to uh, Temple Bethlehem. Uh-huh. And, you went to that one too, and it was it was great. It was amazing. And when people broke out their shofars, you know, there were <laughs> ra- random ran- random shofars being yeah. broken out, and and. Sounding of the shofars. And they're really not cool. easy to blow either. You no. have it takes some oh, yeah. skill. If, mm-hmm. uh, if you blow a trumpet or something like <laughs> that, you can handle yeah. it. But so, but there's um, a time and a place for that. There is. Yeah, don't, <laughs> it's tonight. Don't take it to the outlets. <laughs> don't bring it. To, don't bring it to church with you. They'll lock the door on you. <laughs> Out with you. So uh, the feast of trumpets, uh, basically, that's where it gets the name, marks the end of the summer harvest. So the day of atonement, which is coming up in ten days, is near. So the harvest has ended and you're getting ready to stand before God. That's the whole mental picture when you come to Rosh Hashanah. So they're commanded not just to blow the shofar. For the whole month of Elul, for the last 30 days, they've blown it one time each day. And now they're going to blow it all day long. Mm-hmm. All day long. That's a whole lot of blowing of a shofar. By Jewish tradition, a person who has not listened to the shofar has not even observed the day. That's how significant it is. Wow. Hearing the shofar means, in in Jewish terms, obedience to one of God's 248 positive commandments. Now, the interesting part is the Hebrew root of the word shofar means to beautify. So when we turn to God, because that's what the shofar is about, it means that we're made beautiful. It, It happens automatically just so obviously there's a bit of prophetic quality there too as the church we're in the midst of the great harvest right now just before the day of the lord the feast of trumpets is kind of a wake-up call that just a constant reminder that says hey you don't have forever it's coming 
Here is the scripture that goes with it all, Leviticus 23. Speak to the children of Israel, saying, In the seventh month, on the first day of the month, you shall have a Sabbath rest, a memorial of blowing of trumpets, a holy convocation. You shall do no customary work on it, and you shall offer an offering made by fire to the Lord. So notice three things that are qualities that you have to have there. A Sabbath rest, meaning you mm-hmm. don't work. Tonight, tomorrow, tonight through tomorrow night, you don't work. You blow trumpets and you give an offering. All those three qualities should be part of your celebrating of the new year mm-hmm. if you're going to hang out with God and encounter God. <laughs> so it's also one of the traditional days of the birth of Jesus. All right, so Feast of Tabernacles would be the other option. So it it has a similar quality of giving presents. You're giving gifts to God and to man. Mm -hmm. So that's where you get that from. The word that we're going to go into next uh, for for begins with a C-H or the kind of sound, right? right? So that's where you get Lahaim. Lahaim has that same sound in it. So the word life has the same qualities of it. It's actually the number 18. It's 10 and 8 is the word uh, life. So they typically give gifts in according to the multitudes of 18, like $18, $36, 54, 72, 90, etc., on and on. Mm-hmm. And it means the more you give, have an abundant life. So when you're giving a gift, that's that's where that comes from. Think of the trumpet now as the voice of God. Since God speaks in so many diverse ways for different situations, the shofar has several distinct blasts. There's three specifically. Uh, Tekiah in ancient Israel is just one long sustained blast was a common reassuring sound. meant the watchmen guarding the city were on duty and all was well. <clears throat> he is uh, constantly drawing near God is and so that we can receive strength and comfort. So, uh, Shevarim, this is the three successive blasts on it, and that just means something significant is happening. So the first one, long one, just all is well. Uh, Three blasts means something significant is coming, usually good tidings. Um, So for us, it just reminds that he rejoices over us Mm -hmm. with singing and dancing. That's the three. Zephaniah. Yes, three seventeen. That's, that's the only verse in Zephaniah any of us know. It's yeah, the very cool. Verse. Uh, Do you still have your shofar app? You could be playing the shofar. I know. I, you know, I, I was just thinking that I could give an example, but I don't have it. So. Okay. Well, you can't have everything. I do actually have. Um, well, you know how she always says, "Hey, I'm ready," and she's not. That's how I am right now. I had my. Uh, Forgot where I put my little. We're on the radio, by the way. YouTube app. There you go. <laughs> I know. So the third one. <laughs> this is live. That's live. So teruah is the last one. It's nine rapid bursts, and which is the sound of alarm. That means there's fighting coming, so you get ready. And it's the same concept, if you will, for us. If we are dealing with, um, you know, a temptation or something where the enemy has come. Um, to attack us, you could kind of almost feel your skin crawl. Well, that's the uh, that's the situation where that nine thing comes. That's that's a reminder of the enemy coming. So all of them have significance like that. I have to get this the next time because the the uh, one I was going to play for you, I can't find it. But it's the three blasts. So we'll do that between the next two breaks. So uh, the Bible, the Torah, does not specifically say why you're supposed to blow the shofar on Rosh Hashanah, but the tradition says you're, you are coronating God as king of the world. Mm. Uh, it also foreshadows the, the trumpet on judgment day, reminds us the dead will rise from their graves, gives us hope.
Uh, more than anything, it's really spiritual awakening. It's the cry of the prophets to mend our ways and return to God. Reflect on your life the whole month of Elul, and then it should bring a change in behavior so it serves to awaken slumbering souls, which is why it's a loud noise, uh, that have kind of grown complacent. Now, a couple of interesting notes for you. In Genesis, remember when they sinned, and it says, and then they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. If you wonder how they encountered God in the garden, that word, therefore, the voice of the Lord, is the same word we talked about for the sound of a trumpet. And it's used throughout Scripture. When you hear the trumpet, it's the same as the voice of the Lord. So the Hebrew word means that, as I said before, shouting or even singing, but it's the voice of the Lord. So there uh, in the cool of the day is ruach, which is used for the wind or the Holy Spirit. So mm -hmm. you could easily say here the voice of God was being carried on the wind of his Holy Spirit in the early part there as they're walking together. That's how he introduced himself. It's kind of the concept of horns and stuff introducing you. And in terms of what we're supposed to do it, Isaiah 58, 1, cry aloud, spare not, lift up your voice like a trumpet, tell my people their transgression and the house of Jacob their sins. So his voice is very serious about warning because he loves us. Hmm. Mm. It's 8 o'clock. We're going to push back our prayer time in just 15 minutes. Yes. Because the next session is all about prayer. Is all about prayer. So we are going to be praying for people who don't know Jesus. We're going to be lifting up Mexico, Mexico City specifically after the earthquake, oh, yeah. and Bad praying, one. praying immediately for the people of Puerto Rico and the Dominican Republic in the path of Hurricane Maria. It's all here at Rise and Stein on Victory ninety one point five.